Good morning, God damn it! how the devil are you all? I hope you're all doing fantabulously well. This is the RR Show. I'm Andy and we're into episode 176. Today we've got some spooky treats for you straight off the slab over at r slash let's not meet. So without further ado, let's jump right on into our very first story today from you slash ask me about my tie. A story titled, The Singing Lady. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I live in Florida, and this incident happened about three weeks after Hurricane Irma, so not that long ago. Back in July, the ex and I had just finalized the divorce, and I moved into a gated neighborhood where every house was rented out by the same rental company. It's a very small neighborhood with about 15 houses tops. And all 15 houses are bordered around a man-made lake with a backyard facing the lake. No one really has a fenced backyard. When you walk out of your back door, you see the lake in front of you and your neighbor's backyards on each and every side. Everyone in the neighborhood seemed very close. Someone was always hosting a family-friendly party or barbecue or having people over to watch sports. I I was and am still depressed about my divorce, and so I never partook in these social gatherings. The only person I got to know was my next-door neighbor, Steve, an active Navy soldier with a huge love for guns. Steve is the true hero in this nightmare. My daughter, Alice, is four years old, and I get her every weekend. Alice's bedroom window faces the backyard towards the lake. I spoil that girl to death. She truly is my everything, and I count down the days to the weekend every week just to be with her. That's why I was upset when Irma came, and I had to go almost three weekends without seeing her. The weekend before the storm, she was with her mum. Then, obviously, the weekend of the storm, she was with her mum. Then, on top of that, the weekend after, she had to be with her mum because my power was still out. No AC in Florida is miserable. The humidity was so bad that week that I slept in my daughter's room the whole week because she has the only room with a window that faced the lake. I opened the window, exposing just the window screen, so the wind from the lake could cool the room as much as possible while I slept. Eventually the power comes back and Alice starts visiting me again like normal. That was when the nightmares started. My daughter would complain about the singing lady, and how she doesn't like her anymore. I thought maybe she was referring to one of my ex's friends or one of the teachers at her school. Maybe there was a teacher at her school that sang to the kids that she didn't like. That Saturday night, Alice woke up in the middle of the night screaming bloody murder. I ran into her room and turned on the light and found her hiding under her covers. I asked her what was wrong and all she could do was point to an empty corner of the room and say, Look! Look! There was nothing there. She was acting as if she saw a ghost. 
After I calmed her down, she started to talk about the singing lady again. Please tell the singing lady not to come back. Please, daddy, make her go away. Obviously, she's having nightmares, right? I showed her there was nothing in the closet and nothing under the bed and that there was nothing to be afraid of. She calmed down and went back to sleep. I went back to my room and quickly fell back asleep. It couldn't have been more than 20 minutes before Alice comes running into my room screaming, She's back! She's back! Alice absolutely refused to go back to her room. So I let her sleep with me. The next morning, Sunday morning, I took Alice out to breakfast and we stopped by Target to pick up a baby monitor. I haven't used one since her mum and I were still married, but I wanted to easily be able to hear or see if and when she started having these nightmares again so I could respond quicker. After I set them up, I showed Alice how they worked to give her assurance that I could hear her and she was safe. That night, she slept soundly and didn't make a peep all night. The following weekend, Alice had to stay with her mother again because she caught a stomach virus from one of her little friends at school. It was Saturday night and I was sound asleep in my bed. Around 2am is when I heard it. A woman's voice. Humming. A soft nursery rhyme through the baby monitor. The humming and soft singing got louder and clearer as the voice got closer to the monitor. I wasn't dreaming. I could hear a woman softly singing lullabies in my daughter's bedroom. I have never been so scared and dumbfounded in my life. I was feeling a mixture of pure terror and disbelief. Then the voice spoke out. Alice, sweetie, are you awake? Adrenaline shot through my veins. I jumped out of bed and locked my bedroom door. I picked up my cell and called Steve from next door. He didn't waste a second. As soon as I got off the phone with him, I heard him storm out his back door screaming, Don't you fucking move! I ran outside and found him aiming a shotgun at a woman crouched outside my daughter's window. The one I had left open after Irma and never closed. Steve quickly dropped his guard when he recognized the woman. It was Jean the neighborhood maintenance woman. Steve's wife came running out after him and confirmed it was her. Jean played dumb. She said she wasn't singing and didn't even know my daughter's name. She said she was near my daughter's window because she was doing her weekly patrol for gators and thought she saw one approach our house from the lake. Bull fucking shit. That bitch was singing and she called out my daughter by name. Yes, it's true that there have been a few gator spottings around the neighborhood, and yes, part of Jean's job was to patrol the lake at night and every now and then, but at 2am? I obviously knew it was bullshit, and even though neither Steve or his wife called her out on it, I could tell from the look on their faces that they didn't believe her either. The next morning, I went over to Steve's house to thank him and tell him exactly what happened. He told me Jean and her husband had been known to be a little cuckoo, but this is by far the craziest thing to happen so far. Steve helped me install metal bars on Alice's window that afternoon. Yeah, plot twist. Scarier when there's not a ghost involved. How about that? Our next story is from Malice Lamb. Had to hide from Shooter with my crying kid. Yesterday... Saturday morning, my kid, who's two, 
has been running out the back door and having us chase her. It's a naughty habit and can be quite scary when she bolts out the door. So she did that again and I ran out after her saying, No, wait for mummy. She's just gone down the deck stairs and I'm right there behind her when BAM BAM BAM! Gunshots and a man running right in front of us in the alley behind my house with a small silver handgun pointed down the alley behind me. He's in a black pleather jacket, green hoodie, scarcely older than a teenager but has a determined, confident, unflappable air to him that sends chills down my spine. I can't even describe it. He is so close, there isn't time to do anything more than grab my child and duck behind the chicken coop. City hens loud here. I guess I figured he'd keep running down the alleyway and we could crouch there till he disappeared. Only he doesn't. He hangs a hard left and jumps my neighbor's fence. The neighbor, whose yard borders my chicken enclosure. This guy walks within feet of us, starts to exit by the neighbor's gate. Then, and this moment will stay with me for eternity, he hears my toddler's scream crying. The only sound around at that moment. He stops, with his hand on his gun, and turns to look for the source of the crying. I can't hide any more than I'm hiding, and if he turns his head an inch more, he'll see us. Somehow I squeeze and lean just enough out of sight that he just doesn't see us. There was something in his very calm energy that petrified me. A shooter who's just had a gun battle in the middle of the day in a little family neighborhood seems to give no fucks. Naturally, if others are hurt. But I had this horrible cold dread all over me in that moment. That if he turned all the way and saw us, saw me, saw my expression, he would have to shoot me. Because my face said, I saw what you did. It was the most terrifying moment of my entire life. I felt perched between utter peril and life. The breathing screaming life in my arms. Would he turn that gun on us? Somehow, incredibly, miraculously, amazingly, as though the pull of investigating the crying so close to him was suddenly overwhelmed by his desire to get the fuck out of Dodge, he puts his gun in his pocket and exits through the gate, runs across the street, jumps the across-the-street neighbor's fence, and disappears. I smacked my kid's head in haste to get us back inside, sorry baby, and freaking out, pulled all the curtains and locked the doors, then spent 10 goddamn minutes getting put on hold by 911. When the cops arrived, I gave them my eyewitness account and my neighbor, who had been out to take her trash out and saw it all, gave the same account. They caught the guy he was shooting at, but they never caught the shooter I saw. It still sends chills down my spine. What if he comes back? What if those bullets had struck my toddler running towards the shooter? A little girl was recently killed in the exact same way at a park we frequent, sprayed with bullets from a gun battle in the middle of the day in the middle of a playground. Makes me sick to my stomach. And I'm not even sure I want to live in this city or country anymore. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that's terrifying. You need to move. I wouldn't live there at all. That, that, nah, I'm out. (laughs) Our next story is from Mazaraje. Strawberry milk with a side of mercury. This happened a long time ago when I was younger, and I have really bad memory. This is just me recounting the memory to the best of my ability and what I was told. I also want to preface the story that this story takes place somewhere in Indonesia, where it's more commonplace to have maids in your household. When I was younger, I had a strong relationship with my extended family. To me, it was normal to be close with your extended family. When I mean extended, I don't even know how they're related to me. In particular, I was close with my grand-aunt's family, calling her Grand-Aunt Sheila, whose daughters-in-laws were like my big sisters. Being the eldest child, I liked being babied by them, since I was always expected to be the big sister for my little brother. This is important later. I was maybe 11 years old or younger. Neither my parents and I can remember when it exactly happened. I just want to say, as a kid, I loved milk. I still do, though I tend to stick with skimmed milk now. When I was younger, I had a favorite local brand that had the usual strawberry flavor. The brand was called Ultra Milk. It was always cool that I was drinking something pink. Unbeknownst to my parents, a gift basket had showed up to our doorsteps, and the maid had taken the gift, thinking it was a present from one of my mother's friends. My parents had even seen the gift basket and didn't think much of it. It was full of fruit, sweets, etc. The usual kind you'd send to someone maybe on a special occasion. It should have been weird that there wasn't a special occasion, but another weird part was that usually gift baskets had a card or something to indicate where it had come from. But there was nothing to indicate from who it came. But the maids had overlooked that and my parents didn't notice at the time either. They had assumed the head maid had checked it through. She hadn't. In the gift basket, there was my favorite tiny carton of my favorite milk, even strawberry flavored. I had lessons with a tutor and oftentimes the maid accompanying me to the lesson would bring me snacks or food since the tutoring would take a few hours. I wasn't at my tutor's house and she was teaching me about the homework I got today. When I got thirsty, and I got my carton of milk to take a sip out of it. I was ready to take a sip of the extremely sweet, artificially flavored strawberry milky goodness. But something was wrong. It didn't taste right. I don't remember what it did taste like, but I knew it was wrong. I remember describing to my parents that it felt like I licked the bottom of a foot of a metal framed chair that I had in my room. It just tasted awful. Thinking that maybe it was spoiled, my mum had warned me about drinking spoiled milk and how it can really upset your stomach, I immediately, without swallowing, 
grabbed some tissues at the table and spat out the mouthful I had into the tissue and was surprised to see a sort of weird metallic beads in it, like metal. But it was liquid. I'd never seen anything like it, and I was confused. My tutor was even more confused and horrified that I just spat out a strange metallic substance from my mouth. I didn't really understand what was going on, but my tutor asked to take the carton of milk where I tried to drink from and told me to just continue working while she went to investigate. Apparently my tutor and her head maid went outside and poured a bit more of the milk into a tissue, and there were more of these weird metal liquids in there. She asked me if I drank any of it, and I told her that maybe I took a sip and swallowed before I realized that something was bad in there. After that, my tutor apparently called my mum and told her that I'd possibly been poisoned. I went home without finishing my lesson, becoming slightly concerned that maybe something was wrong. I went home, and I don't really remember what happened after that. There wasn't a poison center in my country and no emergency services that could really respond third world country and all that, so my parents took me to a doctor to have blood tests. I remember being pulled out of school. My mum wanted me to stay home from school for the next few days, which was great for me. No one told me the severity of the situation and my mum just told me that she just wanted me to chill at home for a while. No school? I get to have fun? No way! So I did. I stayed home and watched Avatar, The Last Airbender on DVD while my parents were fretting over the idea that I'd just been poisoned by mercury. The gift basket, which had already been taken apart and stored to eat for later, was reassembled and my parents tried to go with this to the police, but they really couldn't do anything since we literally had no leads on where this gift basket came from, since it had no card and the police really couldn't care less about our situation. Again third world country. I don't really know what happened other than I was pretty cool with staying home and playing. My life at home wasn't perfect, got some issues with my parents, but they were really nice to me during this time so I enjoyed it a lot since I didn't really understand. I think my parents kept a lot of things from me to keep me from getting scared. My parents even took me overseas to Singapore, even taking the liquid found in the carton with them in a tin or whatever to show the doctors there where I got tested some more and didn't seem to have any signs of poison. I didn't swallow enough of it. I'm not sure if it really was mercury, no one's ever told me, but at the end of the day, everyone was glad that I didn't drink enough of it to be affected by whatever it is. Now to get into the suspect part of it. My parents later told me that they had a sneaking suspicion that it was possible that Grand Aunt Sheila was the one who tried to poison me. I didn't know this at the time, but around the time of the incident, Grand Aunt Sheila was found to have stolen goods and jewelry from my parents' store for years, worth thousands. My parents were furious, wanted to report her to the authorities, but my grandma, her sister, loved her too much and instead just cut contact with her. Since then, Grand Aunt Sheila had seemed to want to enact vengeance over being caught and has been trying to get back at us. My mum has warned me that I couldn't play with the big sister's grand-aunt Sheila's daughters anymore since they did something very bad and to never get into a car with them if they showed up at my school. But it didn't click in my mind until now. Thinking back, grand-aunt Sheila was close enough to me to know that I loved drinking that milk and maybe trying to hurt my family even if it meant hurting her grandniece. Not sure what I would be to her. 
We could never confirm if it was her, but Grand Aunt Sheila has continued to be a thorn in my family's side for years now. Though my parents have learned a lesson and ensured that whenever we receive a gift basket, there had to be a name on it. My grandmother doesn't believe her sister did it though, but her parents firmly believe that she was responsible. But we had no proof other than her horrible character. We've received weird gifts like black seeds and hair that was supposedly some sort of witchcraft thing. Witchcraft and sorcery is quite popular in Indonesia, believe it or not. We assume that this was from Grand Aunt Sheila, who still lived in the same city as us. It just made sense. My parents never bought me that Ultra Milk brand again, which I was okay with since that moment spoiled the Ultra Milk brand for me. I was reminded of this story while drinking strawberry milk the other day. Different brand. I'm no longer living in Indonesia, not in the same country as Grand Aunt Sheila, even so. To Grand Aunt Sheila or whoever was the one who tried to spike a carton of strawberry milk to poison an 11-year-old girl, let's not meet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like a r slash let's not meet story very quickly turned into a true crime investigation. But the real horror of this is banana milk is way better than strawberry milk. Don't care what any of you say, you can have your opinion, but you're wrong. Banana milk is the best. Alright guys, thank you very much for being here as always. If you want to get more of our show, check out theroshow.com for all our goodies over there. And until the next one guys, take care, peace out. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror. Bizarre happenings. Unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.